Welcome back to Summer Breakfast. It's Michael Karianis and James Magnuson this morning here on 1170 SEN in Sydney as we fill the chairs for Vossi and Brandy. If you're listening right across the SEN network, good morning to you. Plenty of sport to discuss today. The Sydney Sixers won on the final ball last night to book a home final. Steve O'Keefe's farewell tour continues. The first test against the West Indies gets underway later this morning. Uh, Rafael Nadal is under fire for taking that Saudi money, that sweet, sweet Saudi money, MC. Uh, today's guests, we've got SEN cricket commentator Simon Cadditch still to come. SEN tennis expert Brett Phillips will be on the show. And former NBL championship player Trevor Torrance. Uh, we're just listening to the news, yeah. MC. Something caught our attention. Did Kanasi, Tanasi Kokonakis talk about junkies talking I to don't, him? We were talking, obviously, you know, preparing for the next hour, and we both looked at each other going, what did Tanasi just say? So Let's have a listen to that. Last year, that one hurt. Um, I had a couple of junkies come up to me at Crowd Casino ripping me for that loss against Murray, so I wish I could do it easier, but I can't. I've got the mental focus of a three-year-old. Edgewater Homes Mortgage Fund. <laughs> Tanasi. He's had junkies coming up to him in Crown casino. casino. What were they doing allowed in Crown Casino? And then he's got the brain of a three-year-old. Mm. What's going on there? Jackie he's trying to lean into, you know, he, he paired up with Kyrgios. Was that last year? Maybe year before when they yeah, won the doubles. Um, is he trying to lean into that same kind of, you know, couldn't care less, bad boy, he doesn't have that in him, though, does less, he? No. Less so, I would have thought. He doesn't have the attitude. We, we see when, when Nick does, the, Nick's got a, an attitude about him, but uh, good luck to him. It so was, but yeah, definitely caught our eye. You're on our TV screens, you're on our radios, you're writing in the paper every week. Do you get any, I'm not going to call them junkies, but do you get any punters coming up to you and ribbing you about stories? Well, I had a lot or? of uh, gronk action at Penrith after the Jerome Law oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. I, had, I had a fair bit of that. But no, most people are nice when they yeah. come up. Had someone yesterday. Like it's just it's they usually they just want to talk to you about footy, which is fine. That's not a it's it's nothing bad. What about you? No I'm junkies. sure because you're way obviously way more recognisable than I am for lots of reasons, but you stand out in crowds. Uh yeah, that's an unfortunate part, mainly mm. due to height. But yeah, I used to get a lot, um, particularly when I was swimming. The the most annoying ones were people saying stuff like it's our taxpayer money funding your career, <laughs> which was. Not really true, to be honest, uh, the amount that I was getting from taxpayer money. But uh, the other one was, yeah, people coming up at like midnight in a nightclub saying, why aren't you training? Mm. It's like, uh, it's December and the world champs aren't until July yeah. and it's 12 o'clock at night on a Saturday. Like, why would I be training yeah. right now? Anyway, you used to get a lot of that stuff, but don't know if I'd call them junkies. No. That's interesting. But what's the, uh, I guess what well, it's the most random place people have run into athletes or famous people. Yeah. I ran into David Beckham in Hawaii. That's a good one. Yeah. It was random. So I was out with, I was just turned 21. It was our first boys trip, um, out and I was sitting, we had this like just, this dodgy nightclub, nothing flash whatsoever. And I'm sitting there with one of my mates and he's a mad soccer nut. And David Beckham walks past, like this bloke walks past. So I said, mate, that looks like David Beckham. And he's like, you're joking, as if David Beckham would be here. And I'm like, yeah, well, why would he be here, right? Yeah. Anyway, one of my mates, uh, another mate wanted to go out and have a smoke. So he went out and I sat with him and I said, okay, mate, that is David Beckham. Like, I'm like, this is a different mate. He goes, okay, let's get a photo with him. And he's like, no, no, no. Okay, come on. When are we going to see this bloke again? Yeah. So I went and got a photo. His security took the photo. Happy days. Done. He had security with him. He had a, yeah, he had a 
personal security what, uh, guard. What haircut was Bex rocking at the time? So I found out he was there for the LA Galaxy. They were playing yep. a preseason game. Yeah, yeah. okay. So, so it's still mid-career, but David Beckham. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah, 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 yeah. That's huge. That, that is random. So that, that's my most random. What about you? Any? Oh, a lot over the years. Probably one I told on Run Home one day, I was sat next to Naomi Campbell mm. at a uh, at a dinner one night. That was an interesting okay. one. Okay. Yeah. Well, dinner? Yeah. Like an like, event? Yeah, or, it, was okay. an, it was an event. Um, sat next to Naomi Campbell. Didn't realize it was Naomi Campbell, but she had two security guards standing behind her the whole night. At, was, okay. At dinner. At dinner. I was like, why is, I, I, and I'm trying to like sneakily Google and trying to figure <laughs> out, but I was like, what do I search here? And then eventually realized it was Naomi Campbell. So that was pretty cool. Uh, which per- famous person have you met and what were they like? Let us know. Edgewater Homes text line 0457736736 or give us a buzz. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Overnight in the cricket, Captain Moses Onriks and fellow veteran Daniel Hughes have led the Sydney Sixers to a stunning last ball victory over the Perth Scorchers at Optus Stadium. Uh, here's some audio of the last three balls of the Sixers game. Three balls left. Nine runs required. Hardy is at the crease. He delivers. Onriks has hit it for six. He's hit it for six over backward square leg. So three off two now is the equation. What will happen? What drama? Two balls, three runs. Hardy bowls on Riggs, hits it. They'll get one. They may come for two. The return is coming in and it's safe. So it's one off one and the Sixers have one. Regardless of that, because the ball's been hit down a deep third man for four. What a great run chase by the Sydney Sixers. And look at them. Elation. They've won by three wickets off the last ball of the day. All right, so that locks them into second place, meaning they'll now play the Brisbane Heat uh, up on the Gold Coast. If they win that game, they'll go into the final, which will be played at the SCG. If they lose that game, they'll play at the SCG against the winner of Perth versus Adelaide. Uh, let's talk NRL, MC. That's what we're both here for. That's what we both love. Uh, you're going to do an NRL season preview on? Parramatta first. The Parramatta the, Eels. The Eels, who, who were one of the disappointments of 2023, no doubt about that. They um, stormed through to the grand final in, in uh, 22, and that just seems so long ago now, uh, where they were uh, had a, a really good finish to the year, um, overcame some doubts that had been lingered around that squad, but... Uh, fast forward to 2023, and it was a a poor year. Um, yeah. Lots of in- they had a dream run in 22. When you look at the the availability of players and their key players that played 20 plus games, was ridiculous. And that's where they struggled a little bit last year. Obviously, Dylan Brown ha- had some some off field issues as well. Was suspended, and uh, they just couldn't find um, that rhythm um, or. Or produce the football we've come to expect from them in in the past couple of years, but um, you know that forward pack is still their strength. When you look at Barlow and and Regan Campbell Gillard, mm. um, you know Ryan Matter, Jermaine Hopgood, st- success story. Huge, you yeah. know, of, of where do they fit Ryan Madison into that forward pack? Surely he's wasted on the bench. He's wasted on the bench. Yeah, he's wasted on the bench. I, I I'd say you know probably him and Sean Lane should probably start in. On the edge is probably, you know, he had a disrupted year as well. Ryan Madison missed the first couple of games through suspension because he didn't want to pay his fine. And that probably summed up 
the start of Parramatta's yeah. year. They, you know, when we look at their their gains and losses, they've signed Kelma Tuolangi and Morgan Harper, um, and lost Josh Hodgson, Andrew Davey, and Wonga Blake. So I like Kelma Tuolangi, and this is what the Parramatta recruiters had to say. No, I'm pretty excited. Um, first thing I came in here, the, I had a lunch with uh, the big bosses in there, and they said, uh, you know, our fan base is pretty big, and I'm pretty stoked to be a part of it. Um, I know a few of them that played international with, like Junior and then uh, Joffire from previous clubs. Um, but yeah, it's just good to come to a club that you, you know people. Um, but the rest of the boys, like, you know, they're all welcoming and um, showing me around. So yeah, I'm just really glad that uh, I'm joining the team comfortable. So yeah. Did you put that music under the... Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's nice. My, that's, that's, hip, that's, that's, my, that's my sort They're of music. They're stacked in the forwards. They, they are stacked. And you heard Kelma there mention Joffrey Ngawi, who had a disrupted year as well, joined mid-season and then got injured. And, you yep. know, so we didn't see the, the best of him, but I thought he would have been a, a good sign-in for him. But, um, you know, it will come down again to, to Parramatta around their halves. Dylan Brown's running game needs to come back. Yeah. Uh, when he runs, he's you know he's a great defensive player, but when he's running, he's outstanding. Mitch Moses, I thought, had a solid year considering he mm -hmm. didn't have much support. And Clint Gutherson, you know what you're going to get from him. For Parramatta, their issues around, uh, I think they're just, they're too power-based. Um, yeah. If they don't win um, that, that power battle in the middle of the field, there's not much else going on for them at the moment. Uh, you know, they're still looking for a strike outside back with some speed, but... Um, I don't know if they, if they'll find one. Their dummy half's problematic. You know, the Josh Hodgson experiment didn't work after they let go of, of um, Reed Marnie, and yeah. um, so I just oh, I think there's a real deficiency there. And Joey Lussick will probably start. You know, Brendan Hands did a decent job filling in, but they're not top choice hookers. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a, a bit of a problem for them. Um, I've got them coming outside. I think I have a miss in the eight again, which will mount more pressure on, on Brad Arthur. I don't think he can afford to miss the eight two years in a row um, to guarantee that he'll be the, the coach there um, beyond this year. So I've got them missing my eight and um, probably a bit of drama happening in Parramatta. Have they still got space to sign another player? Because we heard all this, they need an X-Factor outside back. They'll link to Josh Adokar at mm. one point. Um, are they still in the market? I, th I think they do have a little bit of money there this year for a decent first grader and then probably in the market for a, a big name in, in 2025 because there's no doubt that since they sort of lost like Michael Jennings, they haven't had that speed yeah. in the back, someone that yeah. can create something out of nothing. Um, you know, young Penasini is going to be a really good player. And we've seen glimpses of it, mm. but he's still young and, and, and learning. But I think he, he's definitely going to be a strike center for him. So when you've got, you know, him and Dylan Brown, like, there's some young players that are going to be some really good first graders there. But, um, you know, whether or not their investment in the middle of the field for that power game and the amount of money they've spent on mm. Cam McGillard and Palo and offering Gowie and these sort of fellas is going to prove to be the right strategy. I'm not sure. And you, you mentioned nine briefly. Brendan Hands was good last year. Does he, uh, he have a chance to, to develop into a, uh, a genuine starting He exceeded starting expectations. Hooker? And he, yeah. he, he saved him from being a, that position for being a calamity yeah. after Josh Hodgson didn't work. They didn't have anyone else there to, to turn to. So I think Joey Lussick probably has an edge on him to start at number nine. Okay. Uh, is Hodgson still there this season? No, nah, he's got he's, retired. He's retired. Yeah, he's yeah retired, that's right. Yeah. That's so right. he's retired off the back of those injuries. So, 
Um, but whether they carry one off the bench again, a uh, back off the bench, or that utility number nine off the bench, I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, I just uh, there's something that's missing in that in that Parramatta side for me to go. Yeah, they're a lock for a top eight spot, and they should be. But um, you know, Clint Gutherson will give all every week. Yeah, can he turn games for Parramatta? I'm not sure. But he, you know, he he's going to push the envelope and. Um, get them in a situation where they're going to compete in most games. But, yeah, Junior Parler was off last year. Regan Camaglad was off. Ryan Madison didn't have a good year. Sean Lane couldn't replicate what he had done the year before, and that's their strength. Mm. And if those forwards can't find that again, I think it could be a, a tough year for them. Was it a matter of uh, there was a lot of talk about a World Cup season coming straight into, you know, another NRL season, player fatigue. I think Junior Paulo yeah. played more games than any other player in the NRL. He had a huge – he's had a lot, huge 24 months, Junior, through origin and test matches and World Cups and uh, how deep Parramatta went in, in 2022. And he looked a little bit tired last year. Yeah. He's a really good player, Junior. Yeah. You know, and, um, you know, he's a great leader and one of the real good guys in, in the NRL. But – he needs to find that, rediscover that 2022 form where he and, and Regan Camagillard, those discussions, were they the best middle pairing in the game? Uh, Western Sydney Eagles says, boys, I'm tipping Ryan Madison would be keen on some of that Saudi <laughs> money. Uh, Reptiles says, g'day Shaggers, Ryan Madison is way off with the playing group and the club. By round 10, we'll be playing at a different club. Any truth to oh, that? I haven't heard. No, I don't know. I'm not sure about that. Was he the one rumoured to be swapping with Josh Adokar? I think that, yeah, that was floated um, as a potential, but I don't think that actually came from Parramatta. I think that might have been an inquiry from other um, people uh, potentially linked to Josh Adokar as well. So, um, you know, Bryce Cartwright had a good year yeah. last year, but, um, yeah, I think that if they're at full strength, Ryan Madison and Sean Lane have to be on either side of the field. All right. Do we jump into the Bulldogs straight away? Let's yeah. Yeah, it's going to take me 20 minutes to go through their gains and losses, considering all the players <laughs> that they've brought in. Don't don't ask me to put a position next to them all. Okay. Because yeah. lots, up in the air, lots up in the air. So. A few 14s. Uh, no doubt they also had a poor year in 23, given mm. the expectation of Cameron Serrato arriving and some of the players that they bought. I didn't have him in my top eight last year at all. I didn't think they'd challenge for the top eight, but I expected just a bit more from them and an improvement. and. We didn't see enough improvement for, for me to give them a pass mark for, for last year. Yeah. This year, there can't be any excuses. When you look at their gains and losses, Bronson Cherry, Stephen Crichton, Connor Tracy, Blake Taft, Jamin Salmon, Josh Curran, Drew Hutchinson, Kurt Mann, Jake Turpin, Pulasa Farmacilli. They're the gains. Mm. Their losses are Jake Averello, Tavita Pangai, Kyle Flanagan, Paolo Motti, Luke Thompson, Corey Waddell, and Braden Burns. So aside from Jake Averello, I think... They gain. They come up massive winners in gains and losses. They've they've <laughs> bought some really good players in terms of Stephen Crichton. I like Connor Tra- I think Josh Curran is an outstanding buy for him. He'll yep. start at thirteen. Yep. I, I'd say, and I think he had a an underrated stint there at the Warriors, and I think now coming to a, a big Sydney club where more eyes will be on him, particularly in this market, I think we sh- it will show what a good player he is. So I like what they've bought. My issue with the Bulldogs is. You know, where do they play these guys? Yeah. How do they fit yeah. in? And when you've got a side that underperforms a little bit um, and you've got all these players that play in multiple positions, my concern is is that, all right, they start in round one, round two. They start the year two and three, two from, you know, two 
two wins from their first five games or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Do they blow it up and undo mm. everything they did in summer and go for different combinations? Will they be patient? You know, that's that's my only concern. When you've got all these guys that play in multiple positions, that's can be a tendency from the coach to just blow it up and, and start again and you lose three months worth of work. Yeah. You know? But I, I like what they've done. I think Stephen Crichton will start in the centres. Okay. Um, and then you've got either Connor Tracy or Blake Taft starting at fullback, potentially. Is he on too much money to play centre? No, or you just it doesn't him, matter. Yeah. You know, people say that, but I don't think it matters. You play him in the best position that, yeah. you know, will fit, regardless of the number, because um, you're going to pay him anyway, right? And if he's going to have a greater impact on the side at centre, who cares what you're paying him? Yeah. You don't have to, you know, if he he's a world-class centre, if he can have a similar impact that he had with Penrith, Canterbury fans will be happy. My, the issue would be Matt Burden and what sort of role he plays yeah. and whether he can show that he can run a site or he, is he a centre? Mm. And then the number seven, you know, is it Drew Hutchinson? Yeah. Toby Sexton. Like, they're not exciting names, mm. you know, to, to guide your side around. But they've got some strike in the outside backs. When you look at, you know, Crichton and Tracy and um, Kiraz, yep. Addo Carr. There's, you, there's some points there. Could you potentially have a an edge of uh, Burton, Kickout, Crichton, and Addo Carr? You could. Which is as good as any, it essentially. Is as, it is as good as any. The problem for the Bulldogs probably is going to be, do they get in field position to use yeah. those strike weapons? Because there's no doubt they're a middle short. A, a quality, genuine... That's why they went hard after Adam Fennell Blake. That's why they've been linked to a few other middles um, as, as well, because... When you look at that that forward pack, it's lacking some punch. Yeah. Um, and that's probably the the downside of of the Bulldogs. But I expect them to improve again. Well, they have to improve on what they did last year. I still don't have them in, in, in my top eight. I don't think they'll challenge for the top eight. But if they improve and they can just buy now, – now they just need to buy some top-end class. Yeah. They've got the foundations. You know, people have mocked all, all those signers. But what it's done, it's improved their squad. It hasn't made it. Aside from Stephen Crichton, Stephen Crichton should be a game changer for him. Yeah. But outside of that, the rest of them are really good first graders. And the Canterbury's depth over the last four or five years have been horrid. So squad number, you know, from number 10 to number 25 on their roster is so much better and so much stronger. So I think they'll have a better year, but still outside the eight. All right. Uh, heaps of texts and feedback to get to after the break. Remember, you can text us 0457736736 or give us a buzz. Eels fans, Bulldogs fans, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. We're here for Bryden's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Bryden's Lawyers. Make it look easy with Sportsbet. Chances are you're about to lose. Mitch Yabea from Sportsbet. Welcome to Summer Breakfast. Uh, Australian Open is talk of the town at the moment. Can we get some markets on today's matches? Yeah, morning, uh, guys. Uh, yes, we sure can. Uh, Oz Open to start. Uh, let's talk that... Um the men's side of the draw, uh, Novak Djokovic, $2. Uh, was a dollar ninety-one the other day at the two bucks. Carlos Alcaraz, $4.20. Yannick Sinner, $6.50. Daniel Medvedev, $10. Alex Demon, if you like, in the Aussie, $31. On the ladies' side of the draw for the 2024 winner, Iga Swiatek at $3.25. Arena Sabalenka at fives. Also, Alina Rybakina at $5. And Coco Gauff at 5 
$8.50. Jessica Pagula is $21 out from 18 So um, if you want to back on the outright market, there's plenty there. There's plenty of games going on today. Um, jump on the Sportsbit app and check it all out. There's plenty of Oz open markets. Nailed all those names there, Mitch. Yeah, just as you were reading that, I was looking at uh, today, Novak Djokovic takes on Alexi Popperin from Australia. Get these yep. odds. Novak Djokovic, a dollar oh oh three. Alexi, twenty six dollars. Yeah, it's short, isn't it? Uh, I've never seen anything like that one before. <laughs> I, I can't tell you I've ever seen that. Um, even yeah, even a dollar oh two for uh, the likes of Yannick Sinner against uh, Jesper De Jong. They're, they're super short. I don't know. Would you include them in multis? Or well, surely no one's backing those straight out. I've got a mate that every year does like a twenty leg multi on the first round of the. The, around, yep. the Australian Open never gets up. Never, you, you're bound to get of 20 legs, one or two upsets that yeah. first round. Uh, all right, yep, test, ma- test match starts today, Mitchy. Uh, West Indies and Australia. Is this going to be a bloodbath? Uh, it looks like it will be. The market says so. Australia a dollar oh seven. Uh, West Indies eighteen dollars to draw thirteen dollars. Um, I've got one here. Steve Smith total runs in the first innings over 44 and a half, a dollar 88, under 44 and a half, a dollar 88. Uh, I don't know whether it's risky taking him over 44 and a half at a dollar 88 first time opening the batting, but he is all class. Uh, the top Aussie run scorer in the first innings. He is your favourite at four dollars. Steve Smith, Manus Labuschagne, four forty, and Usman Khawaja also at four dollars forty. Cam Green, if you like him, at number four is seven dollars. So um, Steve Smith, yeah, I'm not sure on the dollar eighty eight at over forty four and a half. Look, I think it's after seeing Novak at a dollar oh oh three. Australia at dollar oh seven is a bit of value. <laughs> You're looking <laughs> to boost your multis. Uh, BBL matches yeah. coming up, Mitchie. Yeah, uh, just quickly on the test match, there yep. is a smudge burst green player hub uh, on the sports bit app as well in that game under West in- uh, under the uh, test match Australia versus West Indies. So it's a top uh, drop-down box uh, straight away. You'll get to all sorts in there featuring both of them. So who hits the more boundaries, et cetera, et cetera. So sports bit have done well in that instance to come up with one there. Uh, let's talk about Sydney Thunder versus the Renegades today. Um, Sydney Thunder $1.95, Renegades $1.86, top Sydney Thunder run scorer David Warner three dollars forty five, Alex Hales three dollars seventy, and Cam Bancroft at five dollars ten. And for the Renegades, Sean Marsh at three dollars twenty five, and Jake Fraser McGurk at four dollars. There you go. And a market on uh, Dave wanted to get a helicopter into the stadium. That's what dollar ten. Yeah, well, uh, I don't know. I reckon he copped a little bit of flack about that. So <laughs> not, the, not something, I, not something I would have done. Hey, just quickly while we're at it, Friday uh, Brisbane Heat go up against the Sixers. Two teams that will be fighting uh, the uh, overall championship out. Um, Brisbane Heat a dollar ninety eight, Sydney Sixers a dollar eighty three, and then Saturday Perth Scorchers a dollar sixty two versus the Strikers two dollars thirty one. The overall market for the winner of the Big Bash this season, Sydney Sixers are your favourites now. That was six dollars fifty the other day. Now they're two dollars fifty. Brisbane Heat two dollars seventy five. Perth Scorchers have gone from two seventy out to four fifty, and Adelaide Strikers are seven dollars. Beautiful. And just before we let you go, Mitchy, uh, NBA on today. Yep, three games. Denver Nuggets versus Philadelphia 76ers. Nuggets $2.07 versus Philadelphia $1.79. They're in some touch the 76ers. Sacramento Kings $2.42 versus the Phoenix Suns $1.56. And OKC $3.27 versus the Clippers $1.34. OKC could cause an upset there, but jump on the Sportsbit app. Check it out. There's plenty of markets for each game. We will do just that. Thanks, Mitch.
Anytime. Have a great day. Make it look easy with Sportsbet. Chances are you're about to lose. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Thanks, Vanessa. Welcome back to Summer Breakfast, powered by Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. If you're just waking up here, the headlines we've been discussing. The Sydney Sixers have booked another game at the SCG after defeating the Perth Scorchers on the final ball last night at Optus Stadium. The Sixers will first do battle with the Brisbane Heat on the Gold Coast this Friday. We've been discussing Rafael Nadal coming under fire over an ambassadorial deal with the Saudis, getting that sweet, sweet Saudi money. Plenty of action at the Australian Open overnight, including Kokonakis. He had won a thrilling match, and we'll speak with Brett Phillips later in the show. He also spoke on the news about uh, getting bailed up by junkies at the well, casino. Well, ask if Brett Phillips spoke to Thanasi at the casino. <laughs> <laughs> uh, MC has run his eye over how he sees the 2024 season shaping up for both the Bulldogs and the Eels. If you missed that, you can catch up via the podcast. Just search for Breakfast with Fossey and Brandy on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We'd love to hear from you. Pick up the phone. Give us a call, one 300 no doubt plenty of Parramatta and Bulldogs fans will have something to say about your previews, MC. Uh, you can also give us a text on the Edgewater Homes text line, 0457 736 736. Edgewater Homes mortgage fund up to $1,500 a month off your home loan for two years. T's and C's apply. Right now, we've got a double pass to give away to the top fuel drag racing championships at Sydney Dragway next Friday and Saturday. Be the fifth caller through right now on 1300 011170 and the tickets are all yours. Uh, MC, I wanted to just quickly chat about Ronald Volkman. Mm. I'm sure they spoke about it earlier in the week, but you're the expert on the Dragons. Now, how this unfolded, and I wanted to find out if this is is unusual because it seems unusual to me. He signed a release from the Warriors before he signed a contract at the Dragons? Before a contract was registered at, at the Dragons. So um, Ronald Volkman had two years left on his deal with the Warriors, was granted a release, official release, paid out money, some money of what he was owed from the Warriors. So they came to a financial agreement. Yep. The Warriors have signed that release and said, good luck, mate, all the best. In, in And then he's... And they would have known that his shoulder was bung, right? Depends who you ask. Depends who you ask there, Miss Island. This okay. is this is what it's going to come down to. And who knows? We, we might even get to a situation where this could end up in court. Yeah. Really. Because, um, you know, the Dragons, and this all happened over the Christmas break. Whether that had anything to do with the failure or um, the, the reasoning behind not having a medical done. Um, but generally speaking, players are released pending medical. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I think maybe that's where some of the, the errors occurred. So the dragons have got him at training, watched him try and pass a football apparently, and just mm. gone, he's not right. Looked at his physio's touched his shoulder and gone, something's not right here. Yeah. And gone and got some more scans and said, no mate, your shoulder's no good. You yeah. needed reconstruction. Um, and they've got a medical report from the Warriors, which apparently doesn't detail, um, that information. Mm. Um, and because mo- most players do an exit medical when they, they leave a club, whether or not this is undertaken. So they do an ex- exit medical at their club, a medical report's filed and um, sometimes sent to their new club. But the Warriors <laughs> are saying, well, it was buyer's beware. 
as well. You know, you guys didn't do your due, the Dragons didn't do their due diligence in terms of having that medical report done before they agreed to a deal and all these sort of things. But what it does mean now is that this 21-year-old kid is left in limbo. Yeah, He does have a payout from the Warriors, so he's got some money for, for 23, but, you know, who pays for it? These are the questions I don't have answers to yet. Who pays for his shoulder surgery? Was he okay to train with the Dragons without having a deal registered? Yeah. Um, you know, Which and, was a little bit loose in itself because then they released footage of him training with the Dragons, you know, spruiking it on their social media before his contract's even been registered. Mm, and that's since been deleted, the, yeah. the press release that they Which sent out Which almost looks well. worse. So look, there's there's the RLPA are involved and will be involved. Yeah. I think this is going to be a process now to see, you know, who pays for the surgery. That's right, and, and his, and his and medical costs. Where does he afterwards. do? Where does he do rehab? Yeah, that's right. It's I mean the only real loser in this situation is poor young Ronald Volkman. Mm. I mean there seems to be mistakes made everywhere. Yeah, probably the only person that didn't make a mistake was was Ronald Volkman. Yeah. he's the one paying the price. Yeah. I just find it hard to believe that. If his shoulder's so bad that he can't even pass a ball, and reportedly this injury happened on the 11th of December before he signed with the Dragons, mm. they, they may have been in talks, would it not be common protocol to send him for a scan if his shoulder's so bad that he can't pass a ball? You'd think so. You'd think so, and, and have full details about it. So I'm not sure. It's an interesting – it is going to be an interesting test case. I've never heard of it happening before, and there's some uncertainty as to, you know – Who's at fault? Who's to blame? What the mm. ramifications will be? But yeah, it's going to be one that bubbles on in, in the next couple of weeks for sure. All right. We've got a call out for the tickets to Top Fuel Drag Racing Championships at Sydney Dragway next Friday and Saturday. Uh, our fifth caller is on the line now. It's Adam from Merriweather. Adam, congratulations on the tickets. Whoa. All right, Adam's coming to us from Merriweather Beach uh, <laughs> underwater at the time. But Adam's got the tickets nonetheless. Uh, he'll be going to Top Fuel Drag Racing Championships next week. And if you need week. a place to stay, Miss, I will put you up. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I might be a bit far away from uh, the drag racing. I'm not sure where that is. But, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll discuss that off air. All right, uh, plenty more texts to get through and calls. Remember, give us a text during the show, 0457 or give us a call, 1300 01 1170. Welcome back to Summer Breakfast. We're here for Brighton's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Brighton's Lawyers. <clears throat> uh, MC, I'm going to be hitting the beach. Hiya. And our listeners can hit the beach as well with SEN and join in all the fun at the Summer of Surf. Shaw and Partners Manly open this Friday. Jalisa and I will be broadcasting the breakfast show from there all morning. That's this Friday at Manly Beach. Uh, attire, I'll be in Speedos. Jaleesa will be in a bikini, and that's live from Manly. There you go. That's an exclusive for you. There you go. So come on down. Uh, heap of text to get through here. <laughs> what, you don't think I'll do it in my Speedos? Do you dare no, me? you definitely do it in your yeah, Speedos. Yeah, I will do it in my you Speedos. You would do it in your Speedos. I can't speak for Jaleesa. I, I don't think you need that. an excuse to take your shirt off. I haven't taken it. We had uh, no aircon in here last week for the run home. Kept my shirt on all week. Did you? So there you go. What did they switch the aircon off can't in the afternoon the same, or something? Can't say the same for Bozza. <laughs> uh, what about when I had you had me on? Bozza said he was going to call in the next morning. Do you remember? Yes. What do you reckon? No call. No call. Still sleeping. Bozza's... I'd be surprised if Bozza was up for breakfast radio. Mm. I'd be surprised. A uh, couple of texts to get through. Let's get to a call first. I've got some feedback on your Parramatta uh, pre-season review. Or, okay. Uh, who, who have we got? 
Gary from Newtown. Gary from Newtown. All right, let's hear from Gary. Morning, Gary. Good morning, James and Michael. Yeah, yeah, Michael. Just on just on the feedback for Parramatta. I thought I thought you nailed it. I thought you was wasn't too far off the mark. If not, you you was uh, kind of bang on. You sound surprised, Gary. <laughs> no, no, not really. no. I, I still think this is how I think. Right? There's a couple of things I just want to mention where I think my job is to get them the last four standing. Not going to be easy. The first thing is we need luck in injuries, like any other team. That's number one, or it's not happening. Number two, number two is we're taking a leaf out of Melbourne's book. When Melbourne expect to win, they win. And that's what we're doing with Parramatta. If we're favourites, we're winning no matter what. That's that's number one. Number two, Sivo. Mike Sivo. I want him to be the quickest player in the competition to play the ball. He's always whinging playing the ball. He always makes out his hard done by. Stop that. That's number two. Number three, number three, in the opposition's 10 try line, don't expect, oh, they're 90 metres away the opposition, we can give away a penalty. Stop that. Because ask Brad Fittler. That's what they. That's what the Blues ended up doing. And a try here or there, he'd still have his job. They're the three points I'm working on with Parramatta to be the last four standing. But it's all got to do with luck and injuries. Thanks, Thanks Gary. You got your work cut out for you, I think, to try and turn Parramatta into a top four side. But we love your enthusiasm. It's his job. It's his job. All right. Uh, the Southside Eel says, Parra can sign all the X factors they want. But they'll never be a real threat until they fix their edge defence. It's been terrible for years. Yeah, fair, yeah. yeah. They've replaced Wonga Blake with who, MC? Because he was, uh, I know Parramatta fans used to get very frustrated with his edge defence. Mm. Who are they starting in the centres there? They'll Bailey probably, Simonson? Yeah, Bailey Simonson, Simonson. and Pensini will be the centres, I'd say. Yeah, okay. Uh, Brisbane, he'll ask, will Dave the nudist Riccio be at Manly Beach on Friday? <laughs> I don't know, that's probably a question for you, MC. Is he around or is he on holidays? No, he's back this week, Dave. He's back? He's back at work. When are you back full time? Um, I've got another week off. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, the Shoalhaven Doctor, any discussion of team squads should consider the whole squad. In Paris' case, 2023, the absence of Dylan Brown cost them big time. If he or Moses goes down in 2024, what backup do they have? Yeah, and no, I thought they, uh, well, they got Dijan Arce is probably their, their number one oh, backup, yeah. and they probably missed Jacob Arthur. When all that happened and his uh, versatility to play a few yep. positions, they probably missed him uh, a little bit. I thought it was the right move to move Jake away for, for both Reset. he and, and yep. Brad's sake, you know. Um, Ethan Sanders. That youngster that they've got a lot of raps on on a yep. development contract um, this year, so he might get a, a crack. So um, yeah, but you're right. But not a lot of clubs have high quality backup halves. Yeah, it's a luxury. Yeah. Uh, morning, guys. As a Dragons fan, I'm dumbfounded how the Dragons would sign a player if they did sign him without doing a medical first. If they didn't sign him, uh, the Warriors were trying to get rid of him because of his injury. They should cover him. It's common sense. Also, any more news about Corey Allen and what happens to his contract with the Dragons? That's from Paul. Yeah, Corey Allen will be at the Dragons um, this year. He won't play. He tore his ACL at uh, training, but, um, yeah, they'll obviously fulfill that contract. So that's two different ones where one gets injured just before he signs his contract, one gets injured just after he yeah. signs his contract. Two different outcomes. Two, two massively different. And apparently, talking to the Dragons there, they, they thought that Corey Allen was going to start on the wing for him. Wow. It was impressive. Okay. Um, so I think that 
despite the injury, that there's a chance that he remains at the Dragons next yeah. year. Uh, Eminem, Missile Michael. The 2024 Bulldog squad has recently been described as a dropped pizza. Lots of bits, but all over the place and not palatable for the supporters. The number of fringe first-grade utility players is mind-boggling, and it's hard to follow Gus's strategy. Also, can Gus be serious about rebuilding from within? He was successful at Penrith where they had 10,000 juniors, around 10% of total participation in junior rugby league. Canterbury have 3,500 juniors. Perhaps Gus will fill the gaps by bringing Panthers under-14 players into the Canterbury junior clubs. It may be happening already. Is that growing from within? Shoalhaven Doctor. You can only work with what you've got. Um, and, you know, he doesn't have the, the wide array of juniors that Penrith had. But um, what he has done is a focus on rebuilding that, that pathway system at Canterbury. All right. Plenty more texts and calls to get through. Remember, give us a call during the show, one 300 one